from the Lithia Body and Paint Sports powered by BMW of Des Moines. This is an X's and O's update on 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. Last night in college basketball from the Big Ten, ninth-ranked Michigan all over Nebraska, 82-53. Minnesota with the road victory at Northwestern as they thumped the Wildcats 62-50. Tomorrow, the 21st-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes will be back in action as they host Rutgers in the home finale at Carver Hawkeye Arena and senior day for Nicholas Bear. Fray McCaffrey will be serving the first of a two-game suspension. Iowa's 21-7 on the year, 10-7 in the Big Ten. Iowa State with a road tilt tomorrow as they make their way down to Austin to take on Texas. The Cyclones are 20-8 on the year after Monday's victory against Oklahoma. And the regular season finales for Drake and UNI on the road. The Bulldogs are at Missouri State looking for a share of the MVC regular season title. The Panthers are in Terry Hope to take on Indiana State. Tonight at 6 o'clock on 1460 KXNO, it's the Class 5A Girls State Championship. Fifth seeded West Des Moines Valley against Southeast Polk. Hawkeyes, Cyclones, Panthers, and Bulldogs. Yeah, we got that covered. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Welcome back. It's the 11 o'clock hour, our final hour of the week. Uh, we will your do... final hour. Oh, please. you've got oh, duties tonight, yes. don't you? So tell me about your last couple of days down there, real quick, and then I got a couple of things I want to get to. But do we have? I mean, number one, Johnson got knocked out, right? They did. Yeah, the Dragons fell yesterday. Had a seven-point lead with a minute fifty left. Bucket on the other end with a under two minutes, up under seven, and lost up seven. Oh, that's got a sting. They came down. Remember, no shot clock. Mm-hmm. Fired up a three-pointer with a five-point lead after the bucket from Valley. Missed. How much time's left? Minute 25. Okay. Valley comes right down, hits a three in transition. It's a two-point game. Then turns it over against the full-court press. Valley comes down, ties it, and we go to overtime. 38 seconds, seven-point lead dissipated. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. That one's going to smart. So, uh, Southeast Polk and Valley tomorrow. Tonight. Uh, tonight, rather. Six yep. o'clock. You'll have the game right after the Fanatics. Fanatics yep. are done at six, and the ball goes in the air. What time? Like 6.01? Probably. Well, since it's the championship, maybe a few more uh, ceremonies to it. Yes. Yeah. But the girls' union, I mean, continually. I cover tournaments all year long. Mm-hmm. Regardless of sport. They put together as well-run, concise, availability, just everything that they do. This girls' state tournament, I know it's not the old days of the six-on-six and the halcyon days and the pictures that are up there of girls back in the 1950s in halter tops playing basketball and skirts Mm, playing basketball. It's not the six-on-six days, but they do such a great job of putting this event together. It, It certainly is one of my favorites each and every year just the way that they spotlight these girls. It's it's excellent. You're going to see really two good teams with D1 talent. Zoe Young, she's on her way to Maryland next year. Maggie McGraw on her way to Iowa State for Southeast Polk. Two top-level talents. Should be a good one tonight. You see my buddy Rick Silvestrini down there, the third member of Miller & Dyer. The, we're, we were on the air on 9-11, the three of us. You see him? Doesn't he involved with it somehow? Well, he is in charge of putting together the uh, the boys' crew 
on the boys' side of things for I he did Ken so. Krogman. Okay, I thought he was involved with the women somehow, with the girls. I haven't seen him if he is. I haven't seen him yet. Maybe he'll be there tonight with an IPTV. Mm-hmm. He might be involved with that one. I'm not sure. But, Rick, I know always, I always see him for the boys' side, and I say, you know, I am available, Rick. We play fantasy baseball together. Yeah. Rick's a good guy. He is a good guy. You know, another former jock alum is doing play-by... Uh, Scott Pierce reached out to me last week. I uh-huh. spoke with Scott Pierce. I haven't talked to him in years since the jock folded in 2005, four, whatever it was. I don't, maybe maybe we've talked once or twice, but... Uh, so he's doing some stuff for Silvestrini. Oh, is he? Yes. So he took your spot by the I guess. I'll make a phone call to Well, if you, if you do see him, tell him how I I will. I will. I know I will see him next week. Next for sure. week for sure. And so I, what is your schedule next week? Do you know that yet? Yes. Uh, we'll be doing Wednesday our first game of play-by-play. It'll be Waukee against Dowling Catholic, 1030. As people know that are listening, our show begins at 10. Mm-hmm. So we'll do our piece with David Kaplan. All right. Cappy Wednesday. Centurion we'll still do that. Iowa. Yes. yes. Good. So we'll still get that in there. And then right at 1030, we'll pop over and... Get into the play-by-play. Waukee, Dowling Catholic. Winner of that place Thursday night, 8.15, I want to say, is the start time there. So their championships, are they Saturday with the girls Friday or the boys? Do they no, crown they're Friday. a they, so they, they Didn't it used to be Saturday? It used to. I wonder if this goes into what they have to pay in terms of rent. Because mm. the boys have compressed into yes. five. Into yes. five days, Monday through Friday. It right. is done Friday. Girls still have six. Championship games will be for classes 1A, 2A, and 3A tomorrow for girls. 4A and 5A are tonight. But the boys have compressed it into just these games over five days. Rent? Yeah, maybe. I would have to think. Well, there's two other tenants now, don't forget, too. Yes, we've got the, Absolutely. And don't the forget about the Barnstormers the who get started. Oh, that's right. They had their first game. They're on the road this weekend, obviously. You're right. You know what? That that um, pops into my popped in my head when I saw that announcement of the AAF potentially coming to Des Moines as one of the sites that they're interested in expanding to. Again, I remind everybody, couldn't make payroll in week one. Yeah. And we're talking about expanding. <laughs> I mean, I hope it works. I do. Um, but what does that do? Like, it's not going to happen. But let's just say it did. What does that do to the Barnstormers? Is there some nervous people when that announcement came up? Or are they like us? Eh, please. Yeah. It's never going to happen. Uh, it's Because it would really, let's be honest, this would this would significantly impact the Barnstormers. I mean, you only have so many, I would think, so many hours that you're going to devote to football and basketball season. It's 22 you're, degrees. Are you going to go outside at Drake Stadium? Are you going to, I want to watch a little football. I'm going yeah, indoor to Wells Fargo. Yeah. But I think you are right. There's only so much. Right now, there's no. They're right now, they're the only option if you want to watch football. It, it just, it, even if it's, you know, just as, as simple as having another option, it's going to cut in. Well, you know what? It's a ridiculous conversation. It will never happen here in Des Moines. Never. No. Look, admittedly, I thought that they would never build Wells Fargo Arena. I remember yeah. that bad take in the late 90s as well. Um, but then Prairie wrote him a check. Yeah. Well, that helps. The county did. Uh, wrote with uh, with Prairie's money. All right, so let's do a little bit of Iowa State and Texas, Trent, because okay. we both watch Baylor and Texas Wednesday night. Blow that big lead, and, and Texas just looked like, oh my God, they're they're blowing this. All of a sudden, uh, Smart figured this team out. Mm-hmm. They look like a legitimate threat uh, to make some noise in this Big Twelve uh, tournament once they get to Kansas City. Because I still believe, I think there's a lot of parity in in the Big Twelve that maybe. Gets overlooked a little bit. I wouldn't be shocked at all if we are seeing a team play for a championship that comes out of the lower half of the Big 12 
as far as seeding wise. TCU you? could make a run. TCU could make a run. Texas could make a run. Yeah, um, I could see the Baylor though they're moving up. Yeah, I could yeah. see them in the title game. Mm-hmm. I could too. Mason That's my gets point. hot. That's all it takes for that kid. And of course, Iowa State, Texas Tech, K State, Kansas. We're seven teams. Seven teams can realistically play for the title. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a stretch no. by any means. Now, for it's winning a quarterfinal game and a semifinal game, it's not a deep road to get there. But still, I, I don't think that's a stretch at all. I don't think you could say the same in the Big Ten. Well, it certainly seems like it's, can you go four deep? Can, can four teams win or can three teams win? Remember, we're just talking get to the title games with the Big 12. Because I don't think TCU then will beat whoever they're up against. Right, I couldn't see that. Even Texas, three in a row, I just don't think they're consistent enough for that. Get to the title game in the Big Ten. Obviously the Big Three, Michigan, Michigan mm-hmm. State, Purdue. By the way, did you see the stat of Michigan State that they will be playing, uh, they will have a double bye for the 22nd consecutive year. It's unthinkable. It's amazing, is it not? In a league, yeah, with this many teams, uh-huh. yeah, absolutely incredible. So at those three, who else can play for the title? Purdue is the other one, right? Well, yeah, that's the three. Um, Michigan, Michigan State, and Purdue. Those three. Out of that next group, Wisconsin? No. Yeah, they probably can. No, I don't think they can. Get to the title game? Yeah, they can. Do you think so? Yes. I'm not sold on this Wisconsin I don't think they're team. very good either, but how many times have we seen them play well in the Big Ten tournament, pull an upset in the NCAA? Yeah, Kaminsky's yeah. gone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they can do it. They can get to okay, the title game. Okay, you like them better than I do, but I'll, I'll take your point on that one. Maryland? I, that's what, I would have said yes, but they got blown out the other day. Iowa? Fran's never played on Saturday. He's never even uh, got to the semis. No, I don't think they can. I don't think so either. Ohio State? They're playing can, better. Not consistent nope, enough. I agree. Minnesota, Minnesota might be one that I could see. That surpri- out of this tier, they're bigger surprises I think Minnesota, just because they are talented. And Coffee can go off in a couple of games. Coffee went off yesterday against Northwestern. Murphy can win a game uh-huh. himself. They have that kind of talent. Mm-hmm. That would be of this group. Illinois, pull an upset? Sure. Rutgers pull an upset? Nah, yeah, but not two. But not two. Right. No. I think that list is pretty tight. It's certainly tighter than it is in the Big 12. Uh, would you put Oklahoma State on that list? I mean, they're, did you see Waters the other day, by the way? What? Against Texas Tech? No. He had like... Did he have 30, 28? He made every basket in the final two minutes to pull his team, to send the game to overtime against Texas Tech in Lubbock. Yes. In Lubbock. When, as I was watching the crawl before I flipped over there, mm-hmm. what is going on here? How does that happen? Well, it was, it was Waters that did it. Um, yeah, maybe, probably not. I, I, uh, I wouldn't put him in. Another guy in Minnesota, too, we both love, the, the freshman Aturo. Yes. Good. Maybe Minnesota, they can win a game, but I don't think they get there. So how many teams have we got that can get? You you want to put Wisconsin in? I'll throw them as the I'll fourth put team. Maryland in, take Wisconsin out. Big 12 from the bottom, no lower than TCU. So West Virginia can't. No. Either of the Oklahoma teams can't. No. I don't think. I mean, the Oklahoma team that showed up at Hilton the other night was just atrocious. Yes. Atrocious. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the other the rest could play for it. Play for it. Uh, Kevin Lehman will join us next. We'll do some Valley conversation. Final weekend in the Valley. This time next week, the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament will be underway in St. Louis. Drake, will they be the one seed? Will they be the two seed? Loyola hosts Bradley tomorrow. Try to figure out that middle. You and I still could play in the opening round. 
There's still a possibility of that. So Thursday's not. It's not out yet. Really? They if they would have. How high can they go? Can they the get three to, seed? So so they're locked. Uh, that's their ceiling now. Three to seven, which is the seven plays in the mm-hmm. ten in that opening round. MVC that middle group. It is a quagmire. Mm. Uh, Kevin Lehman joins us to help us figure that out next. We'll do some Big Ten and Big 12 with him. Jason Symbol, bottom of the hour, inside the numbers. We'll go off to Vegas, see what Vegas thinks. I wonder if they moved anything on the Bryce Harper news. Oh, good call. Did they react on that? We'll find that out, amongst other things. And then Claxons, one half hour away from now, we'll give you an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxons in Altoona. We'll give you four games. You give us four answers if you're to get the most right. We'll give you $35 gift certificate. Runner-up gets 25 Trent and I until noon. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. It's 24-hour sports, morning, noon, and night, here on 1460 KXNO. Miller and Cotton in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Former Waukee Prep and Hawkeye defensive end Anthony Nelson, 6'7", 271 at the Combine. He is a big dude. Good basketball player back in the day, I bet he was. Yes. I bet he was. Him and Jacobson do a little damage. Inside out. Usually Jacobson was the out. And it was that Nelson that was the inside guy. Uh, speaking of the inside-outside game, it's basketball, and Kevin Lehman makes his living, or one of his, one of his gigs doing it, is, uh, uh, does analyst work around the country, and he's with us now as we take a look at the Valley, good friend of the program. He joins us. Hello, Kevin Lehman. How are you? Hey, Ken. Hey, Trent. Doing well. It's been a long time since I talked some hoops with you guys. I'm literally looking forward to it. As am I. You've been busy. I see you and our buddy Jordan Bernfeld have done a number of games this year. Um, what do you? What have you got left on your schedule? Give us kind of. Well, you've got tournament duties coming up. Where are you this weekend, Kevin? Well, I step out of uh, the Valley and the other leagues this weekend. I have an American League contest, East Carolina, at Tulsa. On Sunday afternoon, and then I'm hustling back because I have the uh, Arch Madness in St. Louis. Well, I need to be calling every game. Wow. I even involved on a radio broadcast or a TV broadcast, along with Mitch Holtis as my partner. Love working with Jordan Fernfield and love working with Mitch Holtis. I bet you do. Two really good, uh, two pros, no doubt about that. Well, the Valley Tournament's going to be a blast. Trent just told us as we went to break that you and I could be anywhere from the three to a seven. Of course, Drake, one of the stories uh, this year. But, Kevin, um, the consensus is is the Valley's a little bit down this year. Loyola got off to a good start. They seemingly not as dominant, even as they were. I mean, I'm not going back to last year. I mean, even as they were earlier this season. Um, when, when you called Valley games or made your way through the Valley, is it fair to say that maybe it's down a little bit this year? I would say the top is down, but the bottom is better, Ken. And that's why you're seeing such a log jam in this conference uh, they had opportunities, the Valley did, in non-conference to really make some noise and get the conference strength to schedule up, but didn't happen. Uh, not many wins over Power 5 teams this year from the Valley. So you're looking at Joe Lenardi's projecting a winner, uh, Loyola, with a 15 seed. And if Drake pulls it out, I think Drake's probably going to be in there a 15 seed too. I, I kind of think, though, that it all shakes out. The Valley tournament winner might be a 14 seed, but... Not what we've seen in the past, whether up there in a, you know, eleven, twelve territory or even a ten. Let's talk about the Panthers. If they get in and they win those three straight games, or 
maybe four straight games that they are the seven seed. Are we talking about a 16 seed for the Panthers? You know, TC, that's a great uh, comment. I think you might just based on their body of work. And, you know, the Panthers, until they lost to Loyola on Wednesday night, they had won four in a row. They were the hottest team in the league. And Porter Mosier is a great basketball mind, so I really like to pick his brain. He talked about Northern Iowa. He said, look at what they do. They have five guys shooting over 34% from the three-point line. That's hard to guard because they spread you out, and then they attack you. With you and I, they've gotten more confident shooting the basketball. They've become a tough team to guard right now. And you know with Ben Jacobson, they're always good on defense. They're not going to give up anything in transition. So the battle we had Wednesday night, one-point loss to Loyola by the Panthers, it had the feel of a tournament game because it was high tension. It came down to a one-possession game at the end. Hmm. So, Kevin, if Drake goes on the road and they play at 3 o'clock, uh, most State, right? I'm pretty sure that's the matchup, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Loyola plays at 5 against Bradley. They'll host Bradley. So help us out with this one. If Drake beats Missouri State, what do you? What are the chances, senior day Loyola, that Bradley can pick them off? That way, that would ensure Drake would win outright the Valley. Can that happen, Kevin? What are the chances? What's the likelihood of that? I'm going to say slim and none, and here's why. Loyola's got a couple things going for them. They're going to honor two seniors, Marcus Towns and Clayton Custer. That took them to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. I had the game there with Mitch Holtis a week ago Wednesday. The Gentile Center is rocking. It'll be hanging from the rafters. It's become an unbelievable home court advantage. We could not hear each other speak during our intro because the noise behind us. They put the students right on top of the court. You know, Bradley's played well, but I just don't see him winning in Loyola. I think Drake's got to go into Missouri State and gut that thing out, and they're going to get a tie for the Valley. Then it comes to the net, so Loyola is going to get the number one seed if this were to happen because the second criteria of the tiebreaker is your net score, the NCAA evaluation tool. So, Kevin, uh, fast forward to March uh, Arch Madness and what you see down there in St. Louis. Creighton, year after year, would bring five, six, sometimes as many as 10,000 fans. Likewise, Wichita State. Trenches, Wichita, you know. it took a while for them to build up, but they got there mm-hmm. as they had a lot more. What's the attendance like? And going forward, what will the attendance look like in, in that big, big building down in St. Louis? The team now that brings the most and has the biggest fan base is Southern Illinois. They have a huge alumni base in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. So when you talk behind scenes with Valley officials, whether it's Jack Watkins or uh, Doug Elson, they want Southern to be strong because they're going to bring a huge contingency. But Loyola now, they're starting to dip busloads. They took three buses to the game of Valparaiso. So I'm looking for Loyola. They may get a number of buses and bring a large student body down there. Last year, they ran right into spring break, and they weren't expecting what happened, uh, that it runs the final four. But overall, it's kind of, I think you're, we're in a really interesting era right now with the Valley. Where, which direction is going to go? Mm-hmm. Because uh, the RPI has dropped. Last year it was an eight. If you look at all leagues this year, it's around 12 or 13. But I think you know, this could be one of the best tournaments of all time because of all the parity yeah. that exists in the Valley. 
You, know, you could look at probably seven teams that could win this. Mm-hmm. I'm anxious to see how many Drake fans follow the team down there. I was there in what to, to March of 2008, Kevin. Um, the blue in the stands was just it was it was amazing. It really was. Look, uh, that season came out of nowhere, and the, the fans have been waiting for that one for a long time. And they showed up in St. Louis. Did the same in Tampa, only to have their hearts broken in round one of that tournament as well. But St. Louis, they turned out in mass. I have a feeling you're going to see a lot of Drake blue in the stands when they first take the floor, which would be Friday, uh, I believe, in the early session on uh, Friday evening. Drake's gonna, I think, is gonna travel. Brian Harden's done a great job uniting this fan base, bringing this fan base. Back back together. I, I would anticipate you're going to see a lot of Drake fans down there. Well, Ken, I think their administration has done a fantastic job at Drake, and I attended the Northern Iowa game at the Naps Center uh, as a spectator. My son uh, you know, grew up in the Unidome. He lives in Omaha. We met and went to that game. The new lighting, the new court, uh, they brought back the Dolph Pulliams team from 69, mm-hmm. the honored Adam Ebenecker's team. It was just a fantastic college basketball atmosphere and I, I think you you're right that this is going to continue to grow they understand that this can be the face of drake university they've got the right guy in there darren debris uh, and i think everyone in the league is amazed that he put this team together basically in three months an older team so they're experienced when they go into a tournament situation like this uh they even though they haven't been in valley experience but these are older guys with the Murphy twins uh, right now, if they get a tie for first place, Nick McGlynn's my MVP, my mm. Larry Bird MVP. That's who I'm going to vote for because I really think he has deserved this, and he's playing at a very high level. And another guy, Brady Ellingson, has quietly put together a fantastic season for the Bulldogs. Well, let's talk about his former team, the Iowa Hawkeyes, as we let you go here. Just your perspective as a former coach and, and now a broadcaster, both Gary Dolphin and then the suspension for what happened with Fred McCaffrey after the game against Ohio State? Well, which parts you want to start with, Trent? Because <laughs> I'll talk as a coach situation. It's a distraction to your team, and that's unfortunate because you got Nick Bear. Here's a guy that you know kind of epitomizes what we see in Iowa. He's a walk-on. He wants to be a Hawkeye. Earns a scholarship. Starts. He's also Big Ten Sixth Man of the Year. His head coach is going to hand him a jersey and a ball before the Rutgers game, and then the head coach has to disappear and can't coach him. I think that's a sad state of affairs. And we have to remember in college basketball is the only reason Gary Barta has a job, Fran McCaffrey has a job, Gary Dolphin has a job, is because of the student-athlete. So they have to be put first, and I, I think we've lost a little bit of that here in what's happening in Iowa City. And uh, it's just unfortunate because that team is playing well, 21 wins. But that's not what people are talking about nationally. They're right. talking about what's happening off the court. And that's the unfortunate unfortunate part about it. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he said the magic word. You can't accuse a referee of cheating. You just can't do it. Uh, last thing, uh, Iowa State, conversely, they're going to go to Texas when you've watched the clones either in person earlier this year or follow them on TV. What do you see? Big 12 overall, uh, Kevin, and, and and where does Iowa State fit into this? I think there's, a, like the Valley, a lot of parity in this. I think teams can come from maybe as far down the standings as potentially seventh and maybe not win it, but certainly play for a championship in Kansas City in a couple of weeks. Your thoughts on the Big 12? will get you out of here on that. Well, I think you're hitting it right on the head, Ken. There's a lot of parity there also. I don't see a Big 12 team going to the Final Four. I think the ACC is a league that's loaded. Uh, but this is a huge game for the Cyclones. 
they need to go into Texas and win. And what you want to do this time of year, you want to get momentum going into your conference tournament and then carry that momentum into the NCAA tournament. So this is an Iowa State team that's had some blips. You know, losing at Hilton just doesn't happen. It's happened this year. Uh, they need their upperclassmen to step up. Relied a lot on freshmen. We always know freshmen are kind of up and down. Uh, but I, I'm seeing great things now out of Cameron Lard. We've talked about what Lard and Wingington have to bring to this team. So, And I have great faith in Steve Crow. This team has to get better rebounding the basketball, obviously. But this is going to be a huge challenge at Texas. And then, and then if you're Iowa State, West Virginia, it's never easy to go to Morgantown and win. Then you got the big showdown with Tech I know. at the end of the season, which could be for all the marbles if you're Texas Tech. No doubt about it. Kevin Lehman, thank you, Kevin. Enjoy St. Louis next week. We uh, hope to run you down at some point while you're there. If not, uh, we'll recap it with you. Thanks, Kevin. Always a pleasure, guys. Have a good one. Yep, you do the same. Kevin Lehman, color analyst for uh, basketball. Uh, a lot of ESPN gigs. A lot of uh, does a lot of games. Yes, Turn your television does. set on, you're going to hear Kevin Lehman seemingly uh, weekly. Hard to miss him. So uh, Wednesday, I had to get the illegal stream for Loyola U and I. Kevin was on the call for that one since it was ESPN Plus and not a subscri- subscriber. Reddit's always got a nice little link that Is I can that click where you on. found it? And I watch AJ Green, shot to win it. Missing at the horn. And had a chance. Could have done Drake a huge favor yes. had it gone. Uh, Jason Simmel, let's go inside the numbers, shall we? Off to Las Vegas we go. Jason, Trenton, Ken, good to catch up with you. You finally saw the Golden Knights in person win a game this year. You've been the kiss of death, and thankfully that held last week when my Jets were in town. Yeah, I've been the kiss of death. I think I'm like two and seven now, but it was one and it was one and seven before yesterday. Well, they got the job done. Is it still as popular? I mean, um, betting wise, you it's hard to get a bet on whoever's sharing the ice with the Gold Knights. I remember last year you told us repeatedly, and you're number one. You just regardless of the price, people are going to show up and bet Vegas. Uh, doesn't matter who was uh, sharing the building with uh, the Golden Knights. It subsided a little bit this year. The main reason is because the Knights actually haven't been as good. Right. You know, they're still a good team and they're yep. still a playoff team, but not as good. What did Mark Stone do to that team? If I mean, I'm not going to continue. Trent's looking at me. Really? Oh, who's Mark Stone? <laughs> what did he? He's a hell of a player, and he's. I think he's going to elevate this Golden Knights team, maybe back to where they were last year. Uh, how big you told a, me to bet the under before the year, by the way. I know. I, mean. I didn't. Mark Stone was going to show up. Uh. What? What kind of? Uh, what? What does he do for this team, Jason? Well, the thing that they lacked was scoring, right? The, the goaltending is good with Flurry. The defense is quite good. They lacked scoring, and now they added an elite, you know, 30, 40 goal a year guy. Yeah. So I think he's only going to help their biggest team. Uh, Bryce Harper, what did he do to the Phillies? Did you guys, I mean, I'm sure that everybody in Vegas was just, I mean, it was going to happen, and you guys were going to adjust, I believe, once it was determined where he was going to play. So what, if anything, did uh, Harper signing with the Phillies do as far as futures? Well, the move wasn't as big as a lot of people thought, but the reason is because it had already kind of been adjusted. So the Phillies were at 16-1 to 1 for a while, and when Harper hadn't, after Machado signed and everybody thought Harper to the Phillies was going to happen, if we moved him to 12-1 to 1 because people started betting it. Uh, then you heard the rumors, maybe he's not going to go to the Phillies, maybe it'll be the Giants or the Dodgers or whatever. Uh, but, we, but what we ended up doing was just leaving the Phillies at 12, and then finally Harper made the decision, so he just moved it to 11. So... From 12 to 11 after the signing, but it really went from like 16 to 11 based on the Harper stuff. So, uh, speaking of baseball, I saw that Major League Baseball sent in a request to prohibit betting, wagering in Nevada. A lot of states, they they reached out to a lot of states. And spring training games. Help me out here. 
what's MLB's? What's their thought process? Why? Why do they want those taken off the board? That obviously didn't happen. But but what's the reasoning for MLB? I'm, I mean, I'm guessing to try to get into their brains. I'm guessing their thought process is there's a lot of guys who are not going to be in the major leagues. They're testing out different umpires, different rules, mm. different players, and they think that there could be something tainted. Perhaps I, I guess that's the only thing I could think of. But what they fail to realize is that. We're aware of all of these things. We're aware of right. who might not, who might be playing, who might not be playing, call ups, and all these things. And that's why we're only taking five hundred to a thousand dollars maximum from a customer on this game. Uh, Jason Symbol, CG Technology. Jason, I meant to ask you this last week uh, when when I was hosting a Friday night game. What has uh, a Power Five team, in this case the Big Ten, because they've played a lot of games on Friday nights for the first time ever. You know, new, usually if there's games on the board on Friday nights, it's going to be a mid-major, and if you're in Vegas and you just have to bet something, maybe you're going to gravitate to one of those games. But with the recognition that Big Ten schools have, has that helped you guys business-wise on Fridays? it made any impact at all? Yeah, it has, because on Fridays, typically, all we have is some NBA and then NHL, and that's it. Um, but when you add in some college hoops, and look, we do more volume on college hoops than we do NBA. You know, a lot of that is because of the tourney, but in, in total, we do more. So it's obviously very popular. So anything we can add to the betting board helps. And on Saturday, there's a zillion games between all the sports and all the college hoops. So people miss some games that they might want to bet just because there's too many. So spreading them out is always better for us. Speaking of college basketball, futures wagers to win the national championship. Have you added any more layers to that? Do you have odds up to, say, win a final or get to the final four, not win the whole thing, or is that usually until the brackets come out you wait on that? We have up just the championship now. What the, what That stuff will come out around time of the uh, conference tourneys really get kicking off, like the big conference tourneys. We'll put up some more futures. Um, we actually have odds to win all the conference tournaments up as well. Uh, but but then what we're going to end up doing is uh, putting up some more Final Four-related stuff. And then once the brackets come out, that's when really the the, the bulk of the uh, betting material comes out. So what are the odds for Iowa State to win the Big 12 Conference Tournament and Iowa for uh, winning the Big 10? And do you have the Missouri Valley up there, too? No Missouri Valley. Sorry, Trent. No, okay. no Missouri Valley. We do have Big 10 uh, and Big 12, but I'll pull them up here as we talk. All I'm right. going to say uh, Iowa is the... Fifth betting choice. Fifth choice. Iowa State. A lot of respect for Iowa State. Third. Third I was going to go. So it's going to be Kansas. Yeah, maybe Kansas, third. Texas Tech, and Iowa State. I, I'll say third. I, I think you're onto something there, Trent. I think you're onto something. Let's know when you have those, Jason. Okay, so Big Twelve. We've got Iowa State at plus three twenty-five. Uh, they they are actually second choice second. Uh, behind Texas Tech. Uh, they're about the same as K State, and then Kansas is at four to one. Uh, Texas Tech is plus two twenty-five to win that one, so they're the favorite there. Uh, and then in the Big Ten, Iowa is twenty to one. Uh, you've got Michigan at three to one, who is the favorite. Uh, Purdue five to one, kind of right behind them. Oh, Michigan State also. Actually, Michigan State is the favorite at two to one. Mm. Michigan three to one. And then Purdue and Iowa's twenty to one. So are they fifth or sixth? Uh, we've got Michigan, Michigan State, Maryland. That's three. Purdue four, uh, six. Sick. Wisconsin would be five. Uh, Jason Simple, CG Technology. Jason, uh, baseball-wise, uh, futures is there? Is there been any? Is there been, you know, a team that's caught got caught the betters' attention since the spring training games have started that has forced you guys to adjust anything? Um, not really. I mean, we talked about the Phillies, but a lot of that move was coming because we expected Harper to sign. The St. Louis Cardinals are getting a ton of action. Are they they're really popular? Yeah, they're at twelve to one. 
Um, you know, the Cubs are obviously always a popular team just because they're the Cubs, but they're at actually 12 to 1 as well. Um, and the Cubs actually opened as a bigger favorite than the Cardinals, but we've actually seen more bets on, on St. Louis, so that's a real popular one. How much buzz this weekend for UFC 235? John Jones, certainly a name in the sport. What are you guys seeing on that? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, you know, there's a huge, it's a fun weekend in town because there's a huge UFC card, as you mentioned, and there's also the NASCAR race here. I'm not mm. a NASCAR guy by any means, but the race is here. So that certainly does some good business for us. But in terms of the UFC, you know, John Jones is a massive favorite. He's a, he's like minus 850, minus 900. So, um, and people like betting against him, kind of like a Floyd Mayweather type. So when you've got the dog who's at five or six to one, we're going to have some big liability because all those little $50, $100, $200 bets on the six to one dog really add up. Conference tournaments in two weeks, Jason. Um, we've talked about this before. And everybody wants to get out there for the first first weekend of the NCAA tournament. But you guys, I mean, this, the town, the city is absolutely jumping during conference tournament time as well. How many are hosted there? Four still or is it three? Yeah, we have the Pac-12, we've got the West Coast Conference, we've got the Mountain West, and there might be a fourth. The WAC, the WAC. Yeah, the WAC, that's right. So we have four conference tournaments here. Um, Plus, you get to go to the sportsbook and watch all the other crazy tournaments that go on, so it's pretty fun. Good stuff. Jason Sybil, CG Technology. You can find CG Technology at the Venetian Palazzo Cosmopolitan, Hard Rock Palm, Silverton, Tropicana, and headquartered at the M. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yep, good to talk to Jason Symbol inside the numbers. CG Technology, uh, ESPN, just announced today that they are going to, when did I, I don't recall off the top of my head the launch date, a one-hour daily gambling show on ESPN News. Okay, FS1 already does have one with... Cousin Sal and... Yeah, but the four-letter uh, network just got involved. A little more pull. Yes, it's coming. What will? How will this? How will Iowa react? Will KXNO have a daily show, a daily, a weekly show? Mm, I would think so. I, from our perspective, we know the appetite that is out there. I think so too. Well, I mean, I don't think it makes its way to TV because remember, and I don't think it does. I don't think there's a TV. Do you? Do you think so? MediaCom. Well, I get the whole state. You do. Uh, on the local level, does you know, that's not a bad idea. What yeah, MediaCom would be uh, in the market to host one of those things, right? But I bet you, I bet you, it's, it's going to change. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know how much it's going to work its way into the local shows. I mm-hmm. don't. I have no idea. But I got to think it's more so. Have you taught gambling in your whole what twenty six years of doing 23. this? Twenty three. Twenty three. Point spreads. Point spreads. Yeah. yeah. Point spreads when they come out and when they came on the paper, like, the paper was so. We didn't have computers. Yeah, we really truly right. didn't. If you didn't, if the paper wasn't ready or wasn't out when it was time to go on the air, good luck to you. You're forced to use. You, you, we have a stack of them and go back because that's the only place you can get the standings. Yes, you know the problem with the update home run on your leaders? own. Yes, you go back to Saturday or Sunday's paper. Mm-hmm. How many yards did Tim Dwight have? Yeah, I mean you see, I still use a notebook. I don't think there's probably many people yeah, no, that even use one. a notebook. You're the one. Like, I'm, I'm the one. I'm even an old dog as it comes to that. Yeah. When I started. I remember, though, when I started talking points press, because I did right away, because that's what I thought that everybody did. Mm-hmm. There was backlash. I, I was bet. Like, really? Mm-hmm. This is 2003, 2002, 2003? And even then, 
well, you can't talk about those kind of things. Well, they're in the paper. Why can't I? That's, right? That was my justification. We'll talk about Claxons. In fact, we're going to give away some right now. The first four callers, I'm going to unbusy the phone lines. If you get a ring, you're in. If you get a busy signal, you'll have to wait till next week. But we will take the first four callers. We'll give you four games. Iowa Rutgers, Iowa State, Texas, Missouri State, Drake, you and I and you mm-hmm. and I. Mm-hmm. In their game. Double playing Indiana State. The Indiana State. We're going to bring them into the fray. Tiebreaker is going to be total point Tennessee, Kentucky. If you're getting a ring, you're in. Don't hang up. We're going to get to you. If you're getting a busy signal, have to wait till next week. Claxons giveaway next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. KXNO in your pocket with iHeartRadio on your smartphone. This is Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. All right, time to give away some barbecue. Claxon Smokehouse and Grill, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Their website is claxonbarbecue.com, C-L-A-X-O-N-B-B-Q.com. Check out the menu, location, everything there. Terrific barbecue. We're going to give away a $35 gift certificate to whoever of our four contestants has the most right. The runner-up will get 25 We do it this time each and every Friday. We'll go Shane, Jim, Ronnie, and Rob, the tiebreaker guys closest without going over, is Kentucky at Tennessee. Uh, total points in that game. Shane joins us first of all. Hello, Shane. How are you? Howdy. I'm doing pretty well. Good. Iowa State uh, is on the road in Austin to take on Texas. Game is a pick 'em. Who do you have there? Uh, I'll take Texas. Iowa gives eight and a half points to Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers. Indiana State is a two and a half point favorite over you and I. Uh, you and I. Drake's on the road against Missouri State. That game is also a pick'em. Who do you want? Uh, Missouri State. Total points: Kentucky at Tennessee, closest without going over. Uh, one forty. Thank you, Shane. You have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Joins us next. Hey, Jim. Hey, how's it going? Guys? Good. Iowa State, Texas, pick'em. Uh, Iowa State. Iowa, eight and a half point favorite over Rutgers. Iowa. Indiana State gives two and a half to the Panthers. Is that where's that at? Uh, it's in Indiana State. Uh, I'll take Indiana State. Drake at Mo State, pick 'em. Uh, Mo State. And Kentucky, Tennessee, total points closest without going over. One fifty three. Thank you, Jim. Have a good weekend. You too. Thanks. Thank you. Ronnie joins Miller and Condon. Hey Ronnie. Yeah, I'm here. Good to talk to you. Iowa State, Texas. Who do you want? Uh, Iowa State. Iowa, eight and a half over Rutgers. Uh, Iowa. Indiana State, two and a half point favorite over UNI. UNI. Drake, Mo State, pick them. Drake. And total points, Kentucky on the road to Tennessee, closest without going over. Uh, 148. 148. Thanks, Ronnie. Thank you. Uh, Rob brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hey, Rob. Hey, how's it going? Good. Iowa State, Texas. Who do you want? Iowa State. Iowa, eight and a half point favorite over Rutgers. I don't like that line, uh, but I will take senior night. Okay. Iowa State. Taking the Hawks. Indiana State's a two and a half point favorite over you and I. 
Uh, Indiana State. Drake, Mo State. Pick them. Drake. Total points. Kentucky on the road at Tennessee, closest without going over. 154. 154. Thank you, Rob. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate Claxons, Claxons Smokehouse and Grill, 3131 8th Street, Southwest in Altoona. All right. You told us earlier. Yes. That you've had an epiphany that you are on the Hawks over Rutgers and on, essentially because of the suspension to the head coach. Well, Win one for McCaffrey. I was initially, earlier this week, just grabbing Rutgers regardless. Right. I'm at least reevaluating that. You've. Softened your stance. I've softened my stance. You're wavering is what you're doing. I don't like wavering, but I'm wavering. I really do think I will play well. Do you think they'll win by eight and a half? That's the problem. The point spread is the great equalizer. Mm-hmm. I think it feels too like many. a little too many. Yeah, it does. I think it's too many. Uh, do you have an opinion on Iowa State, Texas? I do not. Uh, you try to try to wrap your mind around both of these teams. Yeah. First 30 I, minutes I watched Wednesday night, I thought Texas can win the Big 12. Yeah. And then Baylor so, roars back. It was down to a 2.2% chance of them coming back and Is winning. Is that what it was at that point? Yeah, when it was a 17-point game. 18 or 17 or yeah. 18, yeah. With like nine minutes and change yeah. left. No Roach, no Ostakowski in no. that game. I wonder if Roach play, plays tomorrow. Well, we'll I hadn't we'll, seen anything. I haven't either. On that. But it's a road game. And it's Iowa State. Yeah. Sometimes they played really well on the road. They do. They beat. K-State. Mm-hmm. The Texas uh, Texas Tech win was their best one of the year. And then there's yeah. other ones like TCU and mm-hmm. Baylor. Just mm-hmm. I can't wrap my mind around either I, of these teams. I'm with you, and I know nothing more about Iowa State after, the, after they blew out Oklahoma because no. Oklahoma didn't have a pulse. Drake, you and I, any thoughts mm-hmm. on either of them? I mean, I want Drake to win, and I want Loyola to lose. Kevin yes. Lehman yeah. says there's no chance. <laughs> Senior day. Um Look at whether they whether the the one seed if they tie for the best record in the valley they'll lose it on a tiebreaker right. the net doesn't go their way but just to be in this spot they were picked ninth Trent Condon yes I I don't I know a lot of people you want the outright title sure but if you get a share and yes Loyola has the tiebreaker mm-hmm. so maybe but regardless of all of that this team in year one of Devries mm-hmm. what they have done. We've talked about the injury that they had, but they've had guys emerge. And Brady Ellingson found the right level for him, and he's playing at an incredibly high level. Murphy and, Twins. Yeah. McGlynn. The freshman. Yes. Just What about McGlynn? Kevin said he's going to vote for him for player of the year in the Valley. If Drake gets it done, if they win against Missouri State, he'll be his vote. I buy it. It's going to be close, though. I mean, I don't know enough about it. I don't watch enough Missouri Valley games to have an opinion. I uh, was listening to their pregame on Wednesday and Admire was talking about that they're still they're still going to put in the hope that Norton could get a six year of eligibility. Are they? Medical hardship for this mm-hmm. final season. If that does it, and if he would get that, they need help inside, obviously. Mm-hmm. But this team, that's how you really build something. You get a break kind of like that, where he gets another year of eligibility. We know how talented he is. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden then you do it for a second year, and that's how a program can build. There's a real chance here, Ken. This thing could turn into something special. Well, we shall see. I think they got the right guy. They got the right guy leading the department. That I'm convinced mm-hmm. of in both of those counts. All right, you're working tonight. Yes. Uh, you've got the state championship for the 5A. You've got uh, Southeast Polk and Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, tip of time is at 6. Should be a good game, you're thinking? I mean, will this be, could this be? There's been so many overtime games. Yes. This thing's been crazy. Might this be another? I, I wouldn't shock me at all. I We saw one in the semifinals, saw three in the quarterfinals. It'd be a great cap to the 5A field. 
And uh, with it, Southeast Polk did beat them both regular season meetings, including one game I called where Southeast Polk shot lights out and beat them by 19. Joe Segrist, though, have those girls ready. I think we're going to see a tight one come down to the last four minutes. Well, in our case, we'll hear a tight one because we'll be listening to you here on 1460 KXNO. Murph and Andy next local there at 2. The Fanatics wrap up the week. The Rush will start it all again on Monday. Thanks for being here. We're Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.